Welcome everyone to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King Lowe. I am the owner, producer, and host, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so very much for listening. Today's Autistic Moment is a member of the National Podcast Association. Today's Autistic Moment is a free podcast that gives autistic adults access to important information, helps us learn about our barriers to discover the strengths and tools we already have to use for the work of self-advocacy. This first segment of today's Autistic Moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, Minnesota's first autism resource. For over 50 years, the Autism Society of Minnesota has been honored to support Minnesota's autism community. Visit them online at ausm.org. Welcome to this episode, A Journey from Suicide to Autism Crisis Support. My guest for this show is Lisa Morgan. Please visit todaysautisticmoment.com where you can listen to the podcast, get transcripts, program updates, and read the guest bios. Please visit the future shows page with the titles, guests, and descriptions of all the shows coming up through the end of June. The transcripts are sponsored by Minnesota Independence College and Community. The transcript can be read and followed from the website, or you can click on the link provided to be taken to a written document to print and read it there. Last summer, I came across the website AutismCrisisSupport.com. While reading through the website, I found Lisa Morgan's story of how she founded the Autism Crisis Support Company. Lisa comes from a family of members that committed suicide because of autistic needs that were not being met. At one point, Lisa herself made a suicide attempt and survived. I was so moved by Lisa's story that I knew I just had to have her come on today's Autistic Moment to share it with you. Suicidal ideation is a very common problem for many autistics, especially after a diagnosis of autism. There are just as many individuals who have not had a diagnosis who attempt suicide because of the social isolation they experience without knowing why they do the things they do. The majority of suicides among autistics is due to their social, personal, and economic needs that are not met. Among the other reasons is because of the autistics who are trying to tell neurotypicals what they need but are refused assistance or they are silenced because of a false presumption of incompetence. Among my reasons for inviting Lisa Morgan to be my guest is because I want other autistics to hear her story and realize that they have great potential in their own lives. I want autistics to know that they can turn their challenges and disappointments into opportunities to live their own lives on their own terms and make an impact that will benefit themselves and the autistic adult community. Please stay tuned after this first commercial break to listen to Lisa Morgan's story.
Today's autistic moment can be downloaded and heard on most podcast apps, including Apple, Google Play, Breaker, Castbox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Castro, Overcast, Player FM, Podcast Addict, Podcast Chaser. If you are looking for the transcript, go to todaysautisticmoment.com, click on the episode you want to listen to, and follow the directions to find the transcript. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment. Support for Today's Autistic Moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA choice, homemaking, and 245D services throughout the metro and greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. Welcome back, everyone. Please join me in welcoming Lisa Morgan. Lisa Morgan, it is such a pleasure to have you on today's Autistic Moment. Welcome. Thank you. It's really great to be here today, and I'm really glad that you invited me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I more or less stumbled upon your website autism crisis support. And over these last few months, you shared some of your story with me. And I, and I have to say it, 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 it is, it's, it's a remarkable story. So I wanted to invite you on to tell this story. And since we're talking about the strengths and achievements of autistic adults, you know, I think it's important to hear a story like yours so that um, it can inspire those who may be going through a time of crisis to, um, to reconsider their options, but also to maybe give them a, an array of hope that they can hang on and work through things. So um, as part of my question, what important information do autistic adults and our caregivers need to know about? Um, tell us a little bit of your story of what, what brought you to the time of suicide and what it's been like to come to this point where you are, where you're doing this incredible work of autism crisis support. Sure. Uh, well, I was, my career at the time was, I was a teacher and I had been a teacher for about 20 years or so. And it suddenly changed completely one night, um, June 24th, 2015 when I found my husband had died by suicide. Um, The night we found him, 
was traumatic for me on many levels. Um, his sudden death, the, the realization that I was now a single parent, the horror of the way we found him. Um, but also the, the, way, the way the first responders and victim advocates who were really trying to support me that night, how they left me feeling completely unsupported and alone, although they were really trying to support me. So that was really a big part of why I started to advocate for crisis supports for autistic people. Um, in the months that followed that night, I repeatedly experienced that same angst and anxiety when interacting with people who were supporting me or interacting with people that I needed to, to settle my husband's estate. Um, the challenges were really based in communication, expectations, and misunderstandings of who I was as an autistic person. I had been diagnosed five years prior in 2010. So I was still kind of getting used to being autistic um, and the idea that I was an autistic person as well. But um, time after time after time, I was left bewildered and hurt and really kind of highly anxious because I'd have a conversation where I was misunderstood to the point where people were frustrated and angry with me. And I was just trying so hard to understand them um, it could have been a conversation with the coroner, a real estate agent, contractors fixing my home, people from insurance companies, bill collectors, my lawyer. I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I take it that part of the reason for the, for the uh, drive to suicide was most likely just because of autistic needs that just aren't being met. You know, we have this need for communication, but we're not getting it. We need the supports, but getting it is so complex. And so that can really drive us to a sense of, you know, my values are being undermined, you know, and, and, um, I was at a, uh, a workshop for why a lot of autistics consider suicide and the the some of the answers they gave is that you know people have these values that they can hang on to family friends you know positions or 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 whatever and a lot of autistics really don't have a lot of those the way neurotypicals do and that can be a barrier that can be a reason why some move in that direction Yes, I mean, the, the thwarted belonging is definitely part of why autistic people, um, there's, there's a high rate of suicide for autistic people. And the, the highest rate of suicide for autistic people are, are people who can live independently, have um, you know, the, the capacity to have a higher education, have um, the ability to hold down a job, those people understand the disconnect between what they can do and what they're able to do in today's society. So yes, that thwarted of belonging, that, that masking um, that we have to do to fit in, to get the job and to have the relationship is actually very um, negative. It has a negative impact on our mental health. 
Um, so yeah, that's definitely part of of the problem. Yeah. What changed for you? What 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 was it about your experience that said, I wanna I wanna use my experiences and I wanna become someone who who assists other autistics who are in crisis like this? What was it about that 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 led you to to this point where you are? Well, it was actually New Year's Eve, um, 2015, that the year that you know I I lost my husband. I also lost my nephew to suicide that year, and had you know of course suicidal issues myself. Um, I read I was really having difficult contemplating starting a whole new year. It just felt really, really hard, and. I wanted to bring meaning to everything I had experienced in that year. So that night I sent an email to a publisher I knew of and asked if she'd be interested in a book about autistic, about an autistic person living through the aftermath of the suicide of a loved one. She said, yes. And I, I started advocating with my first book. I just felt like if I could bring some kind of meaning, some kind of point to everything that I went through, um, that year that it may help me and it did um, it ended up helping me to write the book and then I continued moving forward from there and advocating what barriers are there for autistic adults um, in terms of moving from suicide to to some kind of um, peace in one's life I mean um, what what are some of those barriers that you would you would call to mind well, definitely communication is a huge barrier. And I think everybody understands that um, the resulting misunderstandings and trying to just work through everything with people who do not understand what you're going through. Um, and that can be interacting socially to trying to get to su support, to relationships, self-care, emotional regulation all different parts of trying to move forward to a place of health and healing. But the other barrier um, is to, a, to like a life-changing event, like, you know, contemplating suicide or um, living with suicidal ideation or trying to work through the aftermath of the suicide of a loved one is the change. Autistic people are comfortable with schedules, routines, predictable life. Um, when something happens, it completely upends everything in your life and you're in that crisis. An autistic person can really be challenged with what to do next. And I spent a lot of time just regulating and thinking about exactly what step do I need to take next just so I could act. Otherwise, I felt paralyzed by just all the overwhelming change and things I needed to do um, to try to get to like a, a place of normalcy again mm. and the effect that that had on me is something that no one really kind of understands mm. um the so the unexpected um can be sprung on you daily it could be a phone call it could be someone you're working with it could be um you know a a misunderstanding um and i always felt you know you're working through it in a state of high anxiety constant problem solving, constantly feeling like you're behind and failing. Um, 
What I finally did was really trying to use the strengths I had as an autistic person to move forward through that time in my life. And I used that in my crisis supports um, resources and um, helping autistic people individually is I compartmentalized each problem area and I problem solved that way, um, the way my mind works. So I took care of myself the best I could, even if it meant crawling under a blanket for a while and shutting the world out completely. And then as I got stronger and started feeling like I had a better handle on things, you know, I got into the advocating because I wanted to make sure other autistic people didn't, you know, go through the same thing I do without any kind of support. Please stay tuned after this next commercial break to listen to more of Lisa Morgan's story. Life managing you, or are you managing your life? Do you want to find more peace in your life? For many of our clients, self-care is a key to success. Skill building and feedback is essential for self-care. Looking for life coaching helps provide structure through our person-centered approach that has demonstrated growth for many of our clients. If you or a loved one needs help with structure and strategies around self-care, please visit us at www.lookingforwardlc.org, email us at info at lookingforwardlc.org, or call us at 612-504-7414. Self-care and resiliency can help you weather the storms of life. Looking Forward Life Coaching helps change stumbling blocks of life into stepping stones toward success. By yourself or an autistic person you know, a beautiful label pin with the logo of today's autistic woman on them. The label pin is stunning, with a dark blue background, the podcast globe, and clear lettering. It is the perfect way to start a conversation about the work today's autistic moment is doing for autistic adults. The label pin is $10.50 and includes sales tax, shipping, and handling. There are only 48 of them, and they are going fast. To buy your label pin, go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash label pin. Thank you for supporting Today's Autistic Moment. There's one barrier that is mentioned in your ad 
uh, that plays on today's autistic moment and that you know what it is to be harmed by well-meaning professionals. Um, I've had several of my guests talk about some of those. Uh, Tass Crombie last year when they were talking about their experiences with eating disorders, mentioned going to a doctor and that doctor just questioned, you know, you're so high functioning, you can't possibly be autistic. You know, some of those things that can really bring some real trauma when you're trying to address needs that you have. Um, let's talk about some of that too, because, you know, we know, you and I know that from our own experiences, there are moments when you're working with professionals who really do mean well, but they're just not connecting with you because they just don't understand what autism is or looks like or understands, you know, that autism is not a based, is not a linear, linear subject. Yes, yes, the unintentional harm is definitely a problem and it can come from um, many different places. And I have myself been in situations where I'm advocating for autistic people and the people that I'm advocating to, I may be working with them, I may be you know, doing a workshop, but they don't understand that I'm autistic myself. And so they may do things, even though I've just said how to support an autistic person, um, you know, they may do things that cause me unintentional harm and they have no idea. I'm not sure exactly what the disconnect is, although I do think it's part of culture. So what is respectful and validating for them is not respectful or validating for me. So I end up being unintentionally harmed and it really is unintentional. Um, so it's kind of weird to say that, you know, you can be unintentionally harmed by somebody respecting you, but you can if it's the wrong culture and people don't understand uh, that autism even has a culture or what that culture is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, part of that, part of what's being normal is that we, um, that the conversations we have about autism and autistic people need, needs to be normalized. You know, that, that, you know, we are, we may be different people, but we're still people. We're just people with different brains. And a lot of that is just we're continuing to work on just normalizing those conversations. Yes, and, and also kind of changing some of the expectations. So for example, if I'm giving a workshop and I advocate for myself beforehand and I say that, you know, I really don't, you know, let's have the last changes be you know, three or four days before, because change is difficult for me. And uh -huh. then I'll have a last minute change. And you have to, you, there's one thing, you have to go with the flow, that's for sure. But they, like the people I'm working with don't experience change in the same way I do. And there's no kind of um, space for me to experience that change. So that turns into unintentional harm. What are some steps that autistic adults and our supporters need to take to advocate for 
our needs and the needs of the autistic community as a whole. Um, advocating, of course, means doing exactly what you're doing, telling our stories about what being autistic is like for us, what our experiences are like. But, you know, there are some really great tips that I'm sure you can give about, you know, ways to get ways that autistics can support themselves when they're in, in moments of crisis. So give us some of those examples, if you will. Well, the way I do it is a lot of times I do it in writing. And I, I mean, I think that it can be done through, you know, official writing, like you write a paper or you write an article, but also just writing emails because I speak, I write better than I speak. And in the moment where I might be experiencing something that I have to advocate for myself for, the trouble is the anxiety goes high. The word retrieval is just a bear. I can't find the words I want. And my processing speed slows down. So in the moment when you need to advocate, when an autistic person might need to advocate for themselves, they may not have the, um, you know, the ability or the bandwidth at that time. So what I do is I send an email or I ask for a meeting at another time and I talk to those people in a way that is definitely not accusing because I really believe even though I've told people maybe over and over again that they still need to hear it in a way that they can you know take it in and think about it and contemplate it and really try to explain um, what I need in a way that is not only just um, in that moment, but how they can take it and use it for any autistic people that they work for or collaborate with. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I actually, you know, I guess my, my main successes have been in writing it later when um, perhaps it's all over with. Um, unfortunately, you know, in the moment it doesn't help and you can try in the moment, but I've had experiences where I have tried in the moment and just doesn't seem to work for me because of my processing speed, my anxiety, word retrieval, and a bunch of other different things that I struggle with. Yeah. Um, have you had experiences where you've written these things down and then when you go to someone to talk, you've taken that with you? Have, have you used that to try to help you talk things through? And has that been helpful? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And a lot of times if you're talking to people who are professionals and they're trying to support autistic people, you know, you can, they sort of feel like, oh my goodness, I didn't mean to do that. And that needs to be addressed where, yes, we understand it's unintentional. Um, mm. I've actually come up with, I actually, in my advocacy work uh, that I have been on this journey, I've come across some people who just will not take in my um, advocating, whether it's writing or in person. And those people, unfortunately, I, um, well, I just don't work, I don't work as much with them. And mm. I think that's part of, I think that's just part of the whole um, experience. And, but I do keep trying 
And I think yeah. that's part of it too, is to just keep keep trying, keep saying this the same things in different ways that people might be able to hear it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And this point also goes back to a point I've made on this podcast many times. Um, it is really important that each autistic person becomes the expert about their own brand, make, and model of autism. And they also need to become the expert about communicating with others about our autism. There, you know, um, we we do we do often wish that people would read understand learn as we say i mean we all kind of wish for that but there is no substitute really for for uh people actually hearing it directly from us yes absolutely true we do have you know we do have that weight with some people as far as lived experience um, and hearing it from us directly, I have had feedback where, you know, it kind of opens their eyes and they realize um, what, what I'm saying and it makes sense to them. And unfortunately, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, it works if they hear it from autistic people directly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I tend to advocate, you know, keep talking even though it appears to you that it's falling on ears that just are not listening you yeah. you know keep keep telling the story and even maybe finding some other ways to tell the stories because you know i've had my moments where i've been talking to somebody about something that's that's about me about my my autism autism and when I explain certain things to them, sometimes I'll get the response, you know, you know, I've read a, a lot of articles about autism, but I never really understood it until I heard what you had to say. You know, we, we can be superb teachers in our own, in our own way. It's just that, you know, part of the, because of the barriers we have, you know, we tend to second guess ourselves, but when we do know our own autism, and we do become the expert about knowing it and speaking it. Um, we do find stre our strengths and we do um, exercise those muscles that, you know, sometimes we don't really exercise or we don't get to exercise as well. And as a result, we can really bring about some, some remarkable changes um, in, in what's going on. Yes, and, and I have definitely found in my experience that stories do work. Stories seem to be the catalyst with the, the, you know, those people that don't quite buy into what you're saying, you know, research says, or this article says, or just, you know, um, maybe, you know, just knowledge about autism in general. But when you tell that story, that's where you get the people's attention. And that's where I think light bulbs go off and connections are made and people really start understanding. So I have found that even though I'm a private person by nature, I have had to put myself out there and tell stories about my life that I normally may not, but it does get people to 
relate, I think, as well, and, and really listen and make those connections of, wow, this might be real. This might be really what this person is experiencing. This might be how exactly. I can really support them. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of those things that can be extremely helpful with advocacy, I experienced this a lot through my podcast, my podcasting. And that is when we interact with other autistics and we see that what we're doing is really being helpful to other autistics. We develop our tenacity to better understand ourselves and how to be authentically autistic, I like to call it. Um, and I, I would imagine that you've been finding that out for yourself through your autism crisis support. Yes, I mean, it's always nice to work with autistic people where you can be comfortably, autistically um, authentic. I have found in some of the circles that I advocate in that being authentically autistic actually kind of hinders that process still, which is really unfortunate. Um, if I do have a trouble with word retrieval or if I do need to stim a bit or if I do need to um, take a moment with some people that I am advocating to that seems to kind of reduce the confidence they see in me, unfortunately. But I do think it's integrity. We need to keep being authentically autistic so they can see that we have these things that we do and we are still competent. Um, yeah. It does not take away from our competence if we need to take a moment, if we need to read something off of paper, if we need to stim a little bit or have trouble retrieving a word, you know, they do need to see that. After this final commercial break, you will hear the conclusion of Lisa Morgan's story, followed by today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Please stay tuned. Are you autistic and the owner and or host for a podcast that is by and for autistics? If so, I have a very exciting networking opportunity for you. I am cordially inviting you to attend a live virtual initial meeting to talk about the creation of the International Autistic Podcasters Association on Thursday, March 16, 2023 at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. During this meeting, we can talk about what we might like an International Autistic Podcasters Association to look like and what we could do. The association members can share with each other what our podcasts are about, what is working well, what might need improvements, 
and promote ourselves and each other to attract more listeners. The meeting will be recorded with a transcript and made available on today's Autistic Moments YouTube channel. To read more about the meeting, go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash APA forward slash. Please share the news and link with any autistic person you know who owns and or hosts a podcast for other autistic people. If you have any questions or concerns, send an email to todaysautisticmoment at gmail.com. I want to thank you so much for this conversation today. Um, I am. I, I have to say that since I've learned who you are, and I've watched, um, <clears throat> and I've watched and listened to, you know, your ad, and well, as well as you know, read your website and, and followed your work. Um, I just can't. I can't really put into words that um, seeing that um, I just have this amazing feeling like, um, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of autistics who are in crisis and finding those supports when we're in crisis is so very difficult because of well-meaning professionals that may harm us by what they say or do. But I feel like when I look at your website and I hear your story, I feel like um, there is somebody out there that is one of us and understands what crisis is for autistics. And I just get this feeling like, you know, wow, you know, I'm looking at a crisis support website, someone who does life coaching who who understands because you are one of us um you know and, and that that's one of those things that that really did move me i will say when i read about your your website and the work you do um it's one thing to get those things from the experience of as i say professionals but it's another thing to get it from somebody who is like us like us and so I, I just I just think that that work is is just so marvelous. Thank you so much for saying that because it's really um, it is challenging to be in this space and advocating at the same time. Um, and I I do understand what it is like to be in a crisis. I do understand what it's like to live with PTSD and you know, suicidal ideation and, you know, the struggles that that brings when you're 
then unintentionally harmed with the people that you reach out to. Um, I must yeah. say in my travels, I have found people who do truly support autistic people. And I was part of, you know, helping them to understand autistic people, which is a win-win. And um, so it is, there is hope. It can be done. You can help people to understand, you know, yourself as an autistic person or other autistic people, and then they become allies. And then you're truly supported in ways, you know, where you can be authentically autistic. And that's a win-win mm -hmm. and that can happen. Um, but there are so many people, autistic people out there who the one thing they tell me when I work with them is, wow, you understand me. And that is so important just to be It really understood. is. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that's why I do this podcast too. I mean, it's one thing to be hearing these things from, um, from a podcaster, but I am autistic. So when I hear the stories of what autistic people are experiencing. I understand because I experienced them for myself. And um, it really is so important that we, we do our advocacy for ourselves, but also the wider autistic community by saying, yes, we're validating your experiences. So for my listening audience, um, come September, which is um, Suicide Prevention Month, I plan to have Lisa come back to talk about the issue of suicide among autistics and maybe what we can do to um to help reduce the those dangers and and that sort of thing so we will be hearing from lisa again this upcoming september and i'm really looking forward to coming back yeah we're looking for i'm looking forward to having you back as well okay lisa thank you so much for being here and we look forward to hearing from you again thank you Today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. All of these events with their links can be found on todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash bulletin board. Join the Autism Society of Minnesota for their Adult Coffee Club. The Adult Coffee Club is a place where autistic and neurodiverse adults can connect with each other, foster friendships, and build community while enjoying a favorite beverage and or snack. You are welcome to bring items that make you feel comfortable. You can stay as long as you like, stim and parallel play. Participants are asked to purchase something from our venues. The next coffee clubs will be on Tuesday nights from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Dogwood Cafe in St. Paul on February 21st, March 7th, March 21st, April 4th, April 18th, May 2nd, and May 16th. Coffee clubs will also be available at the Milkweed Cafe in Minneapolis on Monday, March 13th, April 10th, and May 8th from 5 to 7 p.m. Please RSVP at AUSM.org. Understanding Autism virtual classes will be offered by the Autism Society of Minnesota. These classes are perfect for autistic individuals caregivers, those who want to understand the basics of autism and support autistic people. Classes will be held on March 20th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., April 17th from 6 to 8 p.m., May 15th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Classes are free of charge, but you must register to attend. 
the Spring 2023 Virtual Sessions for the Autism Direct Support Certification Classes at the Autism Society of Minnesota will be held on Mondays from 6 to 9 p.m. beginning on March 6th, 13th, 20th, 27th, and April 3rd. These classes are perfect for job coaches, support staff, personal care assistants, EIDBEI tier 3 providers, educational aides, direct support staff, day training and habilitation professionals, anyone who works directly with autistic individuals and autistic people. These classes fill up quickly, so register as soon as possible. Online registration is now available to attend the 28th Annual Minnesota Autism Conference that will be held at the Marriott Minneapolis Airport Hotel April 26th through the 28th. You can register for the full conference that includes the foundational workshop and the virtual content together, or the foundational workshops only, or the virtual content only. Go to ausm.org and click on the menu option events to register. Go to ausm.org for more information about these and other events at the Autism Society of Minnesota. Matthew, the hashtag actually autistic coach, has room in his find your autistic self group coaching groups. In the groups, participants learn about unmasking strategies, coping tools, burnout and post burnout support, and much more. Go to AutisticCoach.com and click on Autism Groups for more information. Today's Autistic Moment is sponsored in part by Looking Forward Life Coaching. Looking Forward turns stumbling blocks into stepping stones towards success. Go to LookingForwardLC.org for more information. There is room available on the episodes of today's Autistic Moment for your company or organization that works with autistic adults to sponsor ads on the podcast. If you would like to sponsor an ad or have questions about today's Autistic Moment, please send an email to todaysautisticmoment at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. May you have an autistically amazing day. All of the guests on today's Autistic Moment meet with me on Zoom to record the interviews. The show is prepared and recorded on Anchor FM. The music that you hear has been licensed to Today's Autistic Moment by PremiumBeat.com.